the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I love First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. And then she took her hair and dried his feet. Biblical symbolism, a woman's hair is her glory. So for her to take her glory and bring it down and wash his, wash his feet, it was signifying I'm giving you all of my glory. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something As we started this series, The Blessed Life, I started with part one in reference to God wanting you to be fruitful and multiply. Everyone say, be fruitful and multiply. God expects you to do something with what you have. The second thing we want to make sure we understand is it does not belong to you. Uh, Psalms 24 and 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness and the world and all those who dwell in it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. You don't even belong to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psalms 50 and 10 says this, Every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills, I know every bird of the mountains and everything that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world and all that contains are mine. Haggai 2.8 the Lord says, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The only way to be fruitful is to be faithful. Faithfulness produces fruitfulness. I was reading a story, and uh, we, this lady, her husband had passed away, and uh, the husband uh, had some resources, and he told the wife, he says, if you, if you could please, if you could please, uh, during, my, during my funeral, uh, make sure you go to the bank, take out the money, and I want you to put in a briefcase, and before they close the casket, I want you to put it in the coffin. I want to take it with me on the other side. Look at your neighbor and say, stop it, stop it, stop it. So her girlfriend said, girl, you better not do that. He dead now. You better keep that money, girl. So she said, no, I'm a good Christian woman. I'm a good Christian woman, and I'm going to do what my husband said. So the funeral day comes, and she's sitting in the back with that bag, and she's just rocking. And her friend sitting next to her, what you going to do? I'm a good Christian woman. I'm going to do what he said. So she went up there and she put the bag in there, closed the casket. Her friend said, you are a fool. She said, well, I wrote him a check and I told him he can cash it in hell. <laughs> Look at his say, neighbor, you can't take it with you. Oh, as much as you want to take it with you, you can't take it with you. There's no U-Hauls following your hearse. It's going to be you by yourself. 
Today, part three is entitled, Give Them Something to Talk About. Listen, whether you do right or do wrong, people are going to talk about you. Look at your name and say, nay, they're going to talk anyway. So if, if they're going to talk anyway, at least give them. Oh, y'all going to like this. <laughs> because people are people. And, and this is what I've learned. Y'all ready, church? Some will like you. Some won't like you. So what? Y'all ready? Some will. Some won't. So what? Say it again. Some will. Some won't. So what? I must divorce myself from the opinion of people. I am the blood-bought, blood-washed child of God. I was fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image, in God's likeness, and God don't make junk. If you don't receive me, I'm just going to dust my shoulders off. Jesus said, if you come to a place and they don't receive you, just hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at neighbor and say, neighbor, it's going to be one of them days. Today, we're going to talk about a story about a lady who gave her all. In the process of giving her all, she was criticized. And though she was criticized by the disciples, she was comforted by Christ. Different mindsets. Mark chapter 14 is where we start. While he was in Bethany as a guest at the home of Simon the leper. Everyone say Simon the leper. And reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster vial of very costly and precious perfume of pure nard. And she broke the vial and poured the perfume over her head. Let's break it down. First, she's in Simon the leper's house. Uh, they identify him by his issue, Simon the leper. Imagine every time you were introduced, you were introduced with your name and your issue. He's known as Simon the leper. But he met a man named Jesus. He no longer has leprosy. Then I see, uh, if, if you study John, John identifies the woman with the vial of perfume. It is Mary. Mary, her brother is Lazarus. Lazarus is also at the table. It was traditional that when a guest came to your house, you washed their feet. But she took the washing to another level. She didn't just wash his feet. She anointed his head. And then she took her hair and dried his feet. Biblical symbolism a woman's hair is her glory. So for her to take her glory and bring it down and wash his, wash his feet, it was signifying I'm giving you all of my glory. But what really blew my mind with this story, because the disciples would criticize her for wasting the perfume. But what I realized, why did she do what she did? Now, this is my opinion. She's in the room, okay? So she's in the room, and she looks at the round. Okay, so first off, 
Simon the leper is in the room. This brother had leprosy. He don't have leprosy no more. Then I look right next to me, my brother Lazarus. He was dead. Graveyard dead. Three years, three days dead. His body stinketh now. He dead. So now I see the leper and Lazarus. Both are impossible situations. Because at that time, leprosy is not curable. So now I have an incurable disease, brother, on one side who has no disease. And I got a dead man on the other side that ain't dead. So when you come into the room and you see two miracles. Okay, let me say it another way. If God can give you one person back in your life, just one, what would you offer? She had cried, my brother, my brother. And now she's sitting at the table with the brother she cried for. In the house of a leper that no longer has leprosy. So when she brings her offering, she's thinking to herself, I'm a sinner. I shouldn't even be in this room. And all I got that's valuable to me is this. And I don't have to worry about more because the same God, the man, the same God that raised a dead man is the same God in the room. The same God that cured leprosy is in the room. So if God can do that, what could he do with this? So now her perspective, see, we don't see it that way. So he's like, well, that's a waste. No, no, no. From her perspective, this is my reasonable service for what God has done for me. The Bible also calls her a sinner. And when she thinks where God has brought her from and what God has brought her through to even be in the same room. He says this. But there were some who were indignantly remarked to one another, why has this perfume been wasted? There's always going to be people talking, chirping, because, see, they don't know your story, don't know where you've been from, don't know what you've been through. So on the outside, we could talk about this or that, but you don't know my story. You don't know where God's brought me from. You don't know what God has brought me through. So what you can talk all you want, but I know what God has done for me. Look at it. Say, neighbor, you may not know my story, but I know my story. I know what God has done for me. I know God's a way maker. I know for myself. He says, why? Was it wasted? Verse 5, verse 5. For the perfume might have been sold for more than 300 denarii, a laborer's wages for almost a year, and the money given to the poor, and they scolded her. Imagine you finally get up the faith to make a sacrifice, and you have people telling you why you're wasting. It happened. I've given a lot of things away. And people said, why would you do that? <laughs> I was in Orlando after we moved Phoenix. We moved from Phoenix. And God, we, we had a lady, her son, had, uh, he was a uh, quadriplegic. He was renting, they were renting our house in Phoenix. And 
You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know that you can hear our current series and many others by logging on to our website at freshwindradio.com. For your gift today of any amount, Dr. Cousins would love to send you his current teaching series entitled How to Hear God. This nine-part series unlocks the secrets to experiencing God's voice in fresh new ways, and it can be yours today. Simply log on to our website at freshwindradio.com and click the Donate tab. All of us at Freshwind want to thank you for continuing to give to this listener-supported radio broadcast. Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. God pressed on pressed upon me to help her with the house. She's living in our house. God says, help her. I said, Lord, I don't want The home, this is uh, 2000, the home appraised for 360. God says, give her the down payment and the closing costs. Everyone say flesh. Flesh is selfish. He says, give it to her. We went to the closing table. The mortgage title people called me. Said, uh, Joe Mo Cousins, we just want to know, do you have any other homes you want to give away? Because this is not normal. I said, get off the phone, heathen. I don't want to talk to you. Because see, my flat. <laughs> because what happens, God will always ask you for things that are close to your heart. But I tell you today, y'all, by letting that go, <laughs> God opened a door we, 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 listen, y'all, when God opened that door, because see, God always gives it back to you in like kind. The home we live in now sat empty for four years, empty. And the funny thing is that home was built when we started this church and sat empty waiting. The Bible said he'll give you houses. <laughs> was sitting there waiting empty. And they put a half a million dollars down on the house. They only owed 300 on it. My mortgage is the same as it was in Panther Trace. You reap. 
But when I first did it, I was like, I don't want it. And God said, son, I have things prepared for you. And when I'm asking you to let this go, it's because I have something in my hand that's way better than what you see. So if you can just trust me with this, I know it seems like the biggest you've ever given. But let me tell you, on the other side, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither at the heart of man what God has in store. I said, I knew it was God. My mortgage the same, and then the shower head was like right here. I said, see, this has to be God. Because, see, most shower heads me, hit me right here in the chest. You know where you got to duck? And Is there anything too hard for God? If you don't put a limit on God, God won't put a limit on you. <laughs> and people said, you going to give the house away? I said, listen, I... God told me to do it. It didn't make sense. But now, on the other side, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, to God be the glory. But Jesus said to her, listen, y'all, let's go to her. Imagine taking your W-2 and giving it away. A year's income. That's a huge sacrifice. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her and causing trouble? She has done a good and a beautiful thing to me. For you will always have the poor with you, and whenever you wish to do something good for them, you can do it. She has done what she could. She has done, listen, there's things you could do, but you don't do. Your time, your talent, your treasure. He says, this was the most valuable thing to her, and that's what she's going to work with. Believers, work with what you got. Whatever your level you're on, work with what you got. Be faithful right where you are. Trust him. Verse 9. Here it is, y'all. Read this, church. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whenever the good news regarding salvation is proclaimed throughout the world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Give them something to talk about. Every time the gospel is spoken, they're going to talk about this lady who laid it down for him. Then I thought about a brother in, in Luke 19, Zacchaeus. It says this, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man called Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, the superintendent to whom others reported, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, but he could not see because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead. Everyone said, run ahead. If you're behind, you got to run faster. Sometimes to see Jesus, you got to get uncomfortable. Sometimes to see Jesus, you got to be undignified. Because see, rich folk don't climb trees. And he climbed up into a sycamore tree. I would climb on this, but I'm not going to do that. Y'all know the old Jomo would have done that. The new Jomo is more refined. <laughs> for, <laughs> for he was about to pass through. When Jesus reached the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. For today I must stay at your house. Verse 6, Zacchaeus hurried down and came down and welcomed Jesus with joy. When people saw it, they all began to what? Give them something to talk about. They always going to talk. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a notorious sinner. Verse 8, 
Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, see, Lord, and we'll say, now, I'm giving half of my possessions to the poor. No one who has a true encounter with God can remain the same. Because, see, you will understand that this life we have is temporary. My eternal home is in heaven. I'm just passing through. So when I get the revelation, see, the kid said, wait a second. Oh, let me, let, me, let me straighten some stuff out. Look what he says here. <laughs> if I've cheated anybody, I'll pay them back four times what I took. Everyone say, get right. That's what he said right there. <laughs> now I know. I want to what? Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to his household. Not to his house, his household. Because he too is a son of Abraham. What do you mean? Matthew 6, 21 says, where your treasure is, is where your heart is. So when God saw him do that, he says, okay, now, now you got it. Now you got it. Because see, when, when those Temporal things don't matter to you no more. Now you got it. Not saying God doesn't want you to have things, but let's, let's not have things have us. You can have stuff, but just hold it with loose hands. In case God says, you know what, can you help them with that? Mm-hmm. Then I thought about Elijah and Elisha. So Elijah departed. This is Luke 19. Luke 19, 19. So Elijah departed from there and found Elijah, the son of Shaphat. While he was plowing with 12 pairs of oxen before him, he with his 12, Elijah went over to him and threw his mantle, the coat on him. The mantle was the authority, the anointing on him. All right. He left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my mother and father goodbye. Then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back for what have I done to stop you? Okay. So he's trying to say, listen, this is not what you want. Okay. Verse 21. So Elijah left him and went back. Then he took a pair of his oxen and sacrificed them, boiled their meat with implements of the oxen as fuel, and gave the meat to the people, and they ate. Understand, your ox, that's your livelihood, y'all. Okay, let me say another way. Uh, That's your car. That this is your business. You just don't sacrifice your business and have a buffet so everyone could eat. Look what he says. Then he stood and followed Elijah and served him. Okay, okay. Pastor, give me another one. Jesus. He goes to the disciples and says, hey, hey, y'all, y'all caught any fish? Simon replied, Master, we worked all night to the point of exhaustion and caught nothing in our nets. But at your word, I will do as you say and lower the nets again. Uh, they had been fishing all night, caught nothing. Jesus says, why don't you try one more time? They said, but, but, but I'm a professional fisherman. This is what I do. But, 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 Okay. You're a carpenter. I'm a fisherman. I know how to catch fish. And Jesus is saying, obviously, you don't know how to catch fish because you ain't got none. So what would it hurt to try one more time? The premise here is working 
without faith is not going to get you there. Because, see, they already worked. Working didn't get them there. Working got them to nothing. Not saying not to work. I'm saying faith and works, now you start to do something. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. Their nets were to the point of breaking. Now, they tried it in their own strength. Now they're doing it God's way. (laughs) So they signaled their partners. When God hits you with overflow, that's not enough for you. Everybody around you is going to feel it when God hits you with what he got for you. He said, so they signal their partners in, in other boats to come and help them. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.